The Thirteenth Book of the Odysseys of Homer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Schampf. The Thirteenth Book of the Odysseys of Homer. Translated by George Chapman. The Argument ulysses shipped but in the even with all the presents he was given and sleeping then is set next morn in full scope of his wished return and treads unknown his country shore whose search so many winters wore the ship returning and arrived against the city is deprived of form and all her motion gone transformed by neptune to a stone ulysses let to know the strand where the phaeacians made him land consults with pallas for the life of every wooer of his wife his gifts she hides within a cave and him into a man more grave all hidden wrinkles crooked gray transformed who so goes on his way another argument new phaeacia ulysses leaves whom ithaca unwares receives he said and silence all their tongues contained in admiration when with pleasure chained their ears had long been to him at last break alcinous silence and in this sort spake to the ithacensian laertes son o ithacus however overrun with former sufferings in your way for home since twas at last your happy fate to come to my high roofed and brass foundationed house i hope such speed and pass auspicious our loves shall yield you that you shall no more wander nor suffer homewards as before you then whoever that are ever graced with all the choice of authorized power to taste such wine with me as warms the sacred rage and is an honorary given to age with which ye likewise here divinely sing in honour's praise the poet of the king i move by way of my command to this that where in an elaborate chest there lies a present for our guest attires of price and gold engraven with infinite device i wish that each of us should add beside a tripod and a cauldron amplified with size and metal of most rate and great for we in council of taxation met will from our subjects gain their worth again since tis unequal one man should sustain a charge so weighty being the grace of all which borne by many is a weight but small thus spake alcinous and pleased the rest when each man closed with home and sleep his feast but when the colour giving light arose all to the ship did all their speeds dispose and wealth that honest men makes brought with them all which even he that wore the diadem stowed in the ship himself beneath the seats the rower sat in stooping lest their lets in any of their labours he might prove then home he turned and after him did move the whole assembly to expected feast among whom he a sacrifice addressed and slew an ox to weather-wielding jove beneath whose empire all things are and move the thighs then roasting they made glorious cheer delighted highly and amongst them there the honoured of the people used his voice divine demodocus yet through this choice of cheer and music had ulysses still an eye directed to the eastern hill to see him rising that illustrates all for now into his mind a fire did fall of thirst for home 
and as in hungry vow to needful food a man at fixed plough to whom the black ox all day long hath turned the stubborn fallows up his stomach burned with empty heat and appetite to food his knees afflicted with his spirit spent blood at length the long expected sunset sees that he may sit to food and rest his knees so to ulysses set the friendly light the sun afforded with as wished a sight who straight he spake the o'er-affecting state but did in chief his speech appropriate to him by name that with their rule was crowned alcinous of all men most renowned dismiss me with as safe pass as you vow your offering past and may the gods to you in all contentment use as full a hand for now my landing here and stay shall stand in all perfection with my heart's desire both my so safe deduction to aspire and loving gifts which may the gods to me as blessed in use make as your acts are free even to the finding firm in love and life with all desired event my friends and wife when as myself shall live delighted there may you with your wives rest as happy here your sons and daughters in particular state with every virtue rendered consummate and in your general empire may ill never approach your land but good your good quit ever this all applauded and all jointly cried dismiss the stranger he hath dignified with fit speech his dismission then the king thus charged the herald fill for offering a bowl of wine which through the whole large house disposed to all men that propitious our father jove made with our prayers we may give home our guest in full and wished way this said pontinus commixed a bowl of such sweet wine as did delight the soul which making sacred to the blessed gods that hold in broad heaven their supreme abodes godlike ulysses from his chair arose and in the hands of the empress did impose the all-round cup to whom fair spoke he said rejoice o queen and be your joys repaid by heaven for me till age and death succeed both which inflict their most unwelcome need on men and dames alike and first for me i must from thence to both live you here free and ever may all living blessings spring your joy in children subjects and your king this said divine ulysses took his way before whom the unalterable sway of king alcinous's virtue did command a herald's fit attendance to the strand and ship appointed with him likewise went handmaids by arete's injunction sent one bore an out and in weed fair and sweet the other an embroidered cabinet the third had bread to bear and ruddy wine all which at sea and ship arrived resigned their freight conferred with fair attendance then the sheets and bedding of the man of men within a cabin of the hollow keel spread and made soft that sleep might sweetly seal his restful eyes he entered and his bed in silence took the rowers ordered themselves in several seats and then set gone the ship the gable from the hollow stone dissolved and weighed up all together close then beat the sea his lids in sweet repose sleep bound so fast it scarce gave way to breath inexcitable most dear next of all to death and as amidst a fair field four brave horse before a chariot stung into their course with fervent lashes of the smarting scourge 
that all their fire blows high and makes them urge to utmost speed the measure of their ground so bore the ship aloft her fiery bound about whom rushed the billows black and vast in which the sea roars burst as firm as fast she plied her course yet nor her winged speed the falcon gentle could for pace exceed so cut she through the waves and bore a man even with the gods in councils that began and spent his former life in all misease battles of men and rude waves of the seas yet now securely slept forgetting all and when heaven's brightest star that first doth call the early morning out advanced her head then near to ithaca the billow-bred frisian ship approached there is a port that the aged sea-god Phorcus makes his fort whose earth the ithacensian people own in which two rocks inaccessible are grown far forth into the sea whose each strength binds the boisterous waves in from the high-flown winds on both the outparts so that all within the well-built ships that once their harbour win in his calm bosom without anchor rest safe and unstirred from forth the haven's high crest branched the well-brawned arms of an olive-tree beneath which runs a cave from all sun free cool and delightsome sacred to the access of nymphs whose surnames are the naiades in which flew humming bees in which lay thrown stone cups stone vessels shittles all of stone with which the nymphs their purple mantles wove in whose contexture art and wonder strove in which pure springs perpetually ran to which two entries were one for man on which the north breathed the other for the gods on which the south and that bore no abodes for earthly men but only deathless feet had their free way this port these men thought meet to land ulysses being the first they knew drew then their ship in but no further drew than half her bulk reached by such cunning hand her course was managed then her men took land and first brought forth ulysses bed and all that richly furnished it he still enthrall of all subduing sleep upon the sand they set him softly down and then the strand they strew with all the goods he had bestowed by the renowned phaeacians since he showed so much minerva at the olive root they drew them then in heap most far from foot of any traveller lest ere his eyes resume their charge they might be others prize these then turned home nor was the sea supreme forgetful of his threats for polypheme bent at divine ulysses yet would prove ere their performance the decree of jove father no more the gods shall honour me since men despise me and those men that see the light in lineage of mine own loved race i vowed ulysses should before the grace of his return encounters woes enow to make that purchase dear yet did not vow simply against it since thy brow had bent to his reduction in the fore consent thou hast vouchsafed it yet before my mind hath full power on him the phaeacians find their own mind satisfaction with his pass so far from suffering what my pleasure was that ease and softness now is habited in his secure breast and his careless head returned in peace of sleep to ithaca the brass and gold of rich phaeacia rocking his temples garments richly woven in worlds of prize more than was ever strove from all the conflicts he sustained at troy if safe he should his full share there enjoy 
the shower dissolver answered what a speech hath passed thy palate o thou great in reach of wrackful empire far the gods remain from scorn of thee for twere a work of pain to prosecute with ignominies one that sways our ablest and most ancient throne for men if any so beneath in power neglect thy high will now or any hour that moves hereafter take revenge to thee soothe all thy will and be thy pleasure free why then said he thou blacker of the fumes that dim the sun my licensed power resumes act from thy speech but i observe so much and fear thy pleasure that i dare not touch at any inclination of mine own till thy consenting influence be known but now this curious built phaeacian ship returning from her convoy i will strip of all her fleeting matter and to stone transform and fix it just when she hath gone her full-time home and jets before their priests in all her trim amidst the sable seas that they may cease to convoy strangers still when they shall see so like a mighty hill their glory stick before their city's grace and my hands cast a mask before her face o friend said jove it shows to me the best of all earth's objects that their whole priests dressed in all their wonder near their town shall stand and stare upon a stone so near the land so like a ship and dam up all their lights as if a mountain interposed their sights when neptune heard this he for scaria went whence the phaeacians took their first descent which when he reached and in her swiftest pride the water-treader by the city-side came cutting close close he came swiftly on took her in violent hand and to a stone turned all her sylvan substance all below firmed her with roots and left her this strange show when the phaeacians saw they stupid stood and asked each other who amidst the flood could fix their ship so in her full speed home and quite transparent make her bulk become thus talked they but were far from knowing how these things had issue which their king did show and said o friends the ancient prophecies my father told to me to all our eyes are now in proof he said the time would come when neptune for our safe conducting home all sorts of strangers out of envy fired would meet our fairest ship as she retired and all the goodly shape and speed we boast should like a mountain stand before us lost amidst the moving waters which we see performed in full end to our prophecy hear then my counsel and obey me then renounce henceforth our convoy home of men who shall hereafter greet our town and to the offended deity's renown twelve chosen oxen let us sacred make that he may pity us and from us take this shady mountain they in fear obeyed slew all the beeves and to the godhead prayed the dukes and princes all in sphering round the sacred altar while whose tops were crowned divine ulysses on his country's breast lay bound in sleep now rose out of his rest nor being so long removed the region knew besides which absence yet minerva threw a cloud about him to make strange the more his safe arrival lest upon his shore he should make known his face and utter all that might prevent the event that was to fall which she prepared so well that not his wife presented to him should perceive his life 
no citizen no friend till righteous fate upon the wooer's wrongs were consummate through which cloud all things showed now to the king of foreign fashion the enflowered spring amongst the trees there the perpetual waves the rocks that did more high their foreheads raise to his rapt eye than naturally they did and all the haven in which a man seemed hid from wind and weather when storms loudest chid he therefore being risen stood and viewed his country earth which not perceived he rude and striking with his hurled down hands his thighs he mourned and said o oh me again where lies my desert way to wrongful men and rude and with no laws of human right endued or are they human and of holy minds what fits my deed with these so many kinds of goods late given what with myself will floods and errors do i would to god these goods had rested with their owners and that i had fallen on kings of more regality to grace out my return that loved indeed and would have given me consorts of fit speed to my distresses ending but as now all knowledge flies me where i may bestow my laboured purchase here they shall not stay lest what i cared for others make their prey o gods i see the great phaeacians then were not all just and understanding men that land me elsewhere than their vaunts pretended assuring me my country should see ended my miseries told them yet now eat their vaunts o jove great guardian of poor suppliants that other sees and notes too shutting in all in thy plagues that most presume on sin revenge me on them let me know now the goods they gave to give my mind to know if they have stolen none in their close retreat the goodly cauldrons then and tripods set in several ranks from out the heap he told his rich wrought garments too and all his gold and nothing lacked and yet this man did mourn the but supposed miss of his home return and creeping to the shore with much complaint minerva like a shepherd young and quaint as king's sons are a double mantle cast athwart his shoulders his fair goers graced with fitted shoes and in his hands a dart appeared to him whose sight rejoiced his heart to whom he came and said o friend since first i met your sight here be all good the worst that can join our encounter fare you fair nor with adverse mind welcome my repair but guard these goods of mine and succour me as to a god i offer prayers to thee and low access make to thy loved knee say truth that i may know what country then what common people live here and what men some famous isle is this or gives it vent being near the sea to some rich continent she answered stranger whatsoe'er you are you are either foolish or come passing far that know not this isle and make that doubt trouble for tis not so exceedingly ignoble but passing many know it and so many that of all the nation there abides not any from where the morning rises and the sun to where the even and the night their courses run but know this country rocky tis and rough and so for use of horse unapt enough yet with sad barrenness not much infested since clouds are here in frequent rains digested and flowery dews the compass is not great the little yet well filled with wine and wheat it feeds a goat and ox well being still watered with floods that ever overfill with heaven's continual showers 
and wooded so it makes a spring of all the kinds that grow and therefore stranger the extended name of this dominion makes access by fame from this extreme part of achaia as far as ilion and tis ithaca this joyed him much that so unknown a land turned to his country yet so wise a hand he carried even of this joy flown so high that other end he put to his reply than straight to show that joy and lay abroad his life to strangers therefore he bestowed a veil on truth forevermore did wind about his bosom a most crafty mind which thus his word showed i have far at sea in spacious crete heard speak of ithaca of which myself it seems now reach the shore with these my fortunes whose whole value more i left in crete amongst my children there from whence i fly for being the slaughterer of royal idomen's most loved son swiftfoot or silicus that could outrun professed men for the race yet him i slew because he would deprive me of my due in trojan prize for which i suffered so the rude waves piercing the redoubled woe of mind and body in the wars of men nor did i gratify his father then with any service but as well as he swayed in command other soldiery so with a friend withdrawn we waylaid him when gloomy night the cope of heaven did dim and no man knew but we lodged close he came and i put out to him his vital flame whose slaughter having authored with my sword i instant flight made and straight fell aboard a ship of the renowned phoenician state when prayed and paid at a sufficient rate obtained my pass of men in her command whom i enjoined to set me on the land of pylos or of elis the divine where the epians in great empire shine but force of weather checked that course to them though loath to fail me to their most extreme they spent their willing powers but forced from thence we erred and put in here with much expense of care and labour and in dead of night when no man there served any appetite so much as with the memory of food though our estates exceeding needy stood but going ashore we lay when gentle sleep my weary powers invaded and from ship they fetching these my riches with just hand about me laid them while upon the sand sleep bound my senses and for sidon they put off from hence made sail while here i lay left sad alone the goddess laughed and took his hand in hers and with another look assuming the likeness of a dame lovely and goodly expert in the frame of virtuous housewiferies she answered thus he should be passing sly and covetous of stealth in men's deceits that coateth thee in any craft though any god should be ambitious to exceed in subtlety thou still wit varying wretch insatiate in overreaches not secure thy state without these wiles though on thy native shore thou settest safe footing but upon thy store of false words still spend that even from thy birth have been thy best friends come our either worth is known to either thou of men art far for words and counsels the most singular but i above the gods in both may boast my still tried faculties yet thou hast lost the knowledge even of me the seed of jove pallas athenia that have still outstrove in all thy labours their extremes and stood thy sure guard ever making all thy good known to the good phaeacians and received and now again i greet thee to see weaved fresh counsels for thee 
and will take on me the close reserving of these goods for thee which the renowned phaeacian states bestowed at thy deduction homewards only moved with my both spirit and counsel all which grace i now will amplify and tell what case thy household stands in uttering all those pains that of mere need yet still must rack thy veins do thou then freely bear nor one word give to man nor dame to show thou yet dost live but silence suffer over all again thy sorrows past and bear the wrongs of men goddess said he unjust men and unwise that authored injuries and vanities by vanities and wrongs should rather be bound to this ill-abearing destiny than just and wise men what delight hath heaven that lives unhurt itself to suffer given up to all domage those poor few that strive to imitate it and like the deities live but where you wonder that i know you not through all your changes that skill is not got by slight or art since thy most hard-hit face is still distinguished by thy free-given grace and therefore to truly acknowledge thee in thy encounters is a mastery in men most knowing for to all men thou takest several likeness all men think they know thee in their wits but since thy seeming view appears to all and yet thy truth to few through all thy changes to discern thee right as chief love to thee and inspired light but this i surely know that some years past i have been often with thy presence graced all time the sons of greece waged war at troy but when fate's full hour let our swords enjoy our vows and sack of priam's lofty town our ships all boarded and when god had blown our fleet in sunder i could never see the seed of jove nor once distinguish thee boarding my ship to take one woe from me but only in my proper spirit involved erred here and there quite slain till heaven dissolved me in my ill which chance not till thy grace by open speech confirmed me in a place fruitful of people where in person thou didst give me guide and all their city show and that was the renowned phaeacian earth now then even by the author of thy birth vouchsafe my doubt the truth for far it flies my thoughts that thus should fall into mine eyes conspicuous ithaca but fear i touch at some far shore in that thy wit is such thou dost delude me is it sure the same most honoured earth that bears my country's name i see said she thou wilt be ever thus in every worldly good incredulous and therefore have no more the power to see frail life more plagued with infelicity in one so eloquent ingenious wise another man that so long miseries had kept from his loved home and thus returned to see his house wife children would have burned in headlong lust to visit yet to inquire what states they hold affects not thy desire till thou hast tried if in thy wife there be a sorrow wasting days and nights for thee in loving tears that then the sight may prove a full reward for either's mutual love but i would never credit you both least cause of sorrow but well knew the troth of this thine own return though all thy friends i knew as well should make returnless ends yet would not cross mine uncle neptune so to stand their safeguard since so high did go his wrath for thy extinction of the eye of his loved son come then i'll show thee why i call this isle thy ithaca to ground thy credit on my words this haven is owned by the aged sea-god forces in whose brow this is the olive with the ample bough 
and here close by the pleasant shaded cave that to the fount nymphs the ithacensians gave as sacred to their pleasures here doth run the large and covered den where thou hast done hundreds of offerings to the naiades here mount neritus shakes his curled tress of shady woods this said she cleared the cloud that first deceived his eyes and all things showed his country to him glad he stood with the sight of his loved soil and kissed it with delight and instantly to all the nymphs he paid with hands held up to heaven these vows and said ye nymphs the naiades great seed of jove i had conceit that never more should move your sight in these spheres of my erring eyes and therefore in the fuller sacrifice of my heart's gratitude rejoice till more i pay your names in offerings as before which here i vow if jove's benign descent the mighty pillager with life convent my person home and to my saved decease of my loved son's sight add the sweet increase be confident said pallas nor oppress thy spirits with care of these performances but these thy fortunes let us straight repose in this divine cave's bosom that may close reserve their value and we then may see how best to order other acts to thee thus entered she the light excluding cave and through it sought some inmost nook to save the gold the great brass and robes richly wrought given to ulysses all which in he brought laid down in heap and she imposed a stone close to the cavern's mouth then sat they on the sacred olive's root consulting how to act the insulting wooer's overthrow when pallas said examine now the means that best may lay hands on the impudence of those proud wooers that have now three years thy roof's rule swayed and been bold offerers of suit and gifts to thy renowned wife who for thy absence all her desolate life dissolves in tears till thy desired return yet all her wooers while she thus doth mourn she holds in hope and every one affords in forcent message promise but her words bear other utterance than her heart approves o god said ithacus it now behooves my fate to end me in the ill decease that agamemnon underwent unless you tell me and in time their close intents advise then means to the revenged events we both resolve on be thyself so kind to stand close to me and but such a mind breathe in my bosom as when the ilion towers we tore in cinders o oh, if equal powers thou wouldst inflame amidst my nerves as then i could encounter with three hundred men thy only self great goddess had to friend in those brave ardors thou wert wont to extend i will be strongly with thee answered she nor must thou fail but do thy part with me when both whose powers combine i hope the bloods and brains of some of these that waste thy goods shall strew thy goodly pavements join we then i first will render thee unknown to men and on thy solid lineaments make dry thy now smooth skin thy bright brown curls imply in hoary mattings thy broad shoulders clothe in such a cloak as every eye shall loathe thy bright eyes blear and wrinkle and so change thy form at all parts that thou shalt be strange to all the wooers thy young son and wife but to thy herdsman first present thy life that guards thy swine and wisheth well to thee that loves thy son and wife penelope 
thy search shall find him set aside his herd that are with taste alighting acorns reared and drink the deep dark water of the spring bright arethusa the most nourishing raiser of herds there stay and taking seat aside thy herdsman of the whole state treat of home occurrence while i make access to fair dame breeding sparta for redress of love telemachus who went in quest of thy loved fame and lived the welcome guest of menelaus the much knower said why wouldst not thou in whose grave breast is bred the art to order all acts tell in this his heir to him let those years of his amidst the rude seas wander and sustain the woes there raging while unworthy men devour his fortunes let not care extend thy heart for him said she myself did send his person in thy search to set his worth by good fame blown to such a distance forth nor suffers he in any least degree the grief you fear but all variety that plenty can yield in her quietest fare in menelaus's court doth sit and share in whose return from home the wooers yet lay bloody ambush and a ship have set to sea to intercept his life before he touch again his birth's attempted shore all which my thoughts say they shall never do but rather that the earth shall overgo some one at least of these love-making men by which thy goods so much impair sustain thus using certain secret words to him she touched him with her rod and every limb was hid all over with a withered skin his bright eyes bleared his brow curls white and thin and all things did an aged man present then for his own weeds shirt and coat all rent tanned and all sootied with noisome smoke she put him on and over all a cloak made of a stag's huge hide of which was worn the hair quite off a scrip all patched and torn hung by a cord oft broke and knit again and with a staff did his old limbs sustain thus having both consulted of the event they parted both and forth to sparta went the grey-eyed goddess to see all things done that appertain to wise ulysses son end of the thirteenth book